Hey everybody, welcome to Nerdy Talk with Dan. I am your host, Daniel Thompson, and I am with, yet again, Justin Flowers. Alright, so let's get into the nitty gritty, shall we? Yes, sir. Alright, so this weekend, M. Night Shyamalan's Glass is set to uh, open to 105 million worldwide over Martin Luther King Jr. weekend. That's a global start. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, considering the movies prior that led up to this weren't like big budget major productions, like to yeah, and Split made a shit made like two hundred seventy eight million, but it was made for nine million, so right. it was so like yeah. dirt poor. It's yeah, like not that, dirt poor, but that's a pretty cheap slow. movie. Yeah, it as was far as, you know, like there's like three locations in that movie. Yeah, and so respect like, costume wise, it was basically nothing. You know, it was yeah. like people's regular clothes. Like yeah, I mean these movies turn a huge profit, even though they're not like particularly big budget you know movies like unbreakable it didn't do like crazy box office numbers but like till vhs and dvd yeah but like <laughs> it i mean it did well considering what they paid for it so mm-hmm. to have those movies be the basis for this and then to be talking about 105 million opening weekend is i mean yeah. this is like everybody's dream you know it's like how cheap can we make this movie like 10 million yeah let's do it I, like, I think this is the most or the second most expensive movie of the three like unbreakable is the highest costing that yeah. was like 70 something million to make which boggles my mind because it doesn't a, look that a big. lot of that is just like paychecks it though. doesn't look yeah maybe yeah, maybe no. so it doesn't look that big but then you look at this movie it's made for 20 million before production and you it, know it does bother me that unbreakable costs so much when like it didn't do like relative proportionally speaking it didn't do some crazy amount at the box office like i don't feel like it should have cost that much and i think it was just paying everyone like <laughs> think about who you had to pay for that movie like those are some big names like, bruce willis samuel jackson i mean yeah like they, that's that comes up with a cost like, yeah i mean and Shyamalan was hot at right. that time because the six cents that came exactly, out exactly yeah and like, so it was just like you know those three are lo- like i mean i know that the rest sense. of the budget went to locations and things like that but you yeah. have to there's some huge portion of the budget that goes to paying those three. Like it yeah. can't be less than like twenty percent of that budget. Yeah, I'm curious to see how people will respond to this last. Yeah, because I saw a screening of it on Tuesday. Yeah, I saw your comments on it, and uh, so now I'm excited to go see it. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, well, see, I didn't hate. I didn't hate Glass, but I will say, people who are aware of M Night Shyamalan's propensity for Shyamalanian things. Yes, yeah. To just go full Shyamalan, <laughs> yeah. which could mean full retard or full, full awesome. You can't say those things. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a reference to uh, Tropic Thunder, where it's like, oh, where it's oh, like, never sorry. go full retard. Oh yeah. As Sean Penn, two thousand one. I am Sam. Went full retard. <laughs> went to the Oscars. Left home empty handed. I'm like, this is the type of thing that that kind of references because Shyamalan. I feel like for this one. He was expecting, I, I think the hype around this movie was so big, everybody was like, oh, you know, like, this is the conclusion to this big story, you know, and so we had these big ideas for it, and Shyamalan was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to go the like, complete opposite way. It's like, I'm downplaying all of this. And you- for somebody like me, or you, like, when you go see The Last Jedi, you have an idea of how right, what that yeah. movie was supposed to be, right? Oh, I did. I, I, you you had so many cool moments oh, that yeah. you wish you could have seen. Yeah. And then, and you then see I the got movie. there and I was like, what is this? It took a, a real... It took a, it's like everything I thought was going to happen didn't. And then I was just like, all right, well, 
It took a huge U-turn. Yeah. Yeah. And hoping they fixed it. And same thing with, with Glass. Yeah. Except Glass, the only thing I came... And this isn't a spoiler. Nah, it's cool. Bring yeah. It, bring it. I'm not going to spoil it for you listeners. I just came out of the movie thinking, you know what? Are you telling me that these three movies were a fucking, like, pitch for a TV show? That's what I feel like. I could be, I could, <laughs> I could be wrong. Oh, man. Nah, I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong, and we might not see a, a unbreakable TV show universe, but I feel like there is a fucking TV show on the horizon. So, they are literally already filming this show right now. <laughs> like, if I, like, if they announce something, then I will be like, all right, well, I get it. Because he totally just says fuck you to people who are huge fans of the last two movies. Yeah. Like... He's like saying "fuck you" for at least thirty minutes. Like the like the whole movie, like like eighty percent of the movie is great. I'm like, yeah, this is going exactly the way I wanted it to go. This feels right. This is going going great. And then the third act kicks in, and he's like, "Just fuck you." Sounds like a great metaphor for life. Or it it kind of is. I think yeah. that the whole unbreakable universe. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the first like twenty years, are like oh, this is going pretty great, you know, and then like. Yeah. Everything after that is just down. Just fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, in a weird way, Sh- Shyamalan as an artist, I think he likes to express himself and and go with what his his heart is telling him to go. Go where his heart is telling him where to go. I swear to you, he's just throwing darts at a board. <laughs> I promise. He has an idea board and he's but throwing darts. But it's a darts. gut feeling. But it's a gut feeling. But so so with it's that, an idea board full of darts so, of gut feelings. So with that, so. I can't like be like, man, fuck you, Shyamalan, like. <laughs> Like, I got to respect the balls that it takes, the guts, the fortitude to do the opposite of what everybody else wants you to do. And when it's a guaranteed home run. Oh, yeah. Just, it would have been a slam dunk if you just, you know. Just did what you need to do for audiences. Yeah. But I don't know how people are going to respond to it. We can talk about it next week when I see, you know, the audience yeah. rating on like Rotten Tomatoes or some shit, you know. Yeah. Cinema score, maybe. But yeah, James McAvoy fucking kicked ass. He was awesome. Oh uh, yeah, in, I, I assumed he was gonna be great. In, I assume he's like the highlight of this movie. Oh fuck yeah! Like in Split, I was like, well, this, like James McAvoy is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, because he has to switch back between like yeah, I think seventeen multiple personalities. He does an amazing job. Yeah, like, and, and in this one, he has to switch between twenty three. So I'm like, like wow, that is a daunting task. Yeah, I mean, Samuel L. Jackson didn't really have much to do until. You know, the third act. So, I was just like, huh, okay. Anyone tell you you look like a young Samuel Jackson in this movie? Like, Did I look you, like Mr. Glass? Yeah, like, can you please go as Glass for Halloween this Oh, no, year? that's the plan. See, two oh, of my coworkers, okay. they're going as uh, Bruce Willis's character, David Dunn, and the other one's going as James McAvoy's yes. character, Kevin Wendell Crumb. So, it's going to be great. But I don't look like Mr. Glass, because one of my fro is completely different than his. He's got, like, a whole Frederick Doug- can you Douglass just, thing going on. Can you just on. let me have this, please? <laughs> but that's my only thing when people say, oh, you got the Mr. Glass thing coming it's on. Like, I'm like... We all know he looks like Frederick Douglass. I'm like, but... have you seen Frederick Douglass's <laughs> yeah. hair compared to mine? It's not the same. But Just I still, let us all have this, though. Whatever. I'll let you guys slide Get with it. Get the wheelchair, too. <laughs> I'll just like hurt myself like with miscellaneous mis- oh, tasks. That's fine. I Because you know you. he's got brittle bone syndrome. Yeah, nah, so. I can beat the crap out of you if you want, man. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> Whatever. You need someone to put you in a wheelchair? I'm your man. Mm. But yeah, apparently Unbreakable was selling out. DVDs were of it were selling out this week uh, or last weekend. Yeah, because everybody wants to get caught up on the whole story. Because you know they didn't. Yeah. No one knew what the fuck Unbreakable yeah. was. Someone at my job actually uh, recommended it to me like 
maybe a year or two ago mm-hmm. and so i like watched it then just based on that recommendation and then when she mentioned that it was also related to this movie split coming out i wanted to watch that so i actually got caught up inadvertently mm-hmm. not expecting this glass movie so when i saw that i was like oh my god like this is the one you know i might see it again just for the sake of why not seeing it with again with another audience is kind of test orders even though the audience i was with i think was like a rabid Shyamalan fan base. I'm sure. Okay. And they were quiet. At the end, nothing. Ooh. It was crickets. nothing. Mm. There was no claps, no I fucking hated this shit. It was just silence. Silence. And that's that is I a think that's weird a response. Weirder pill yeah. to swallow. I'd rather like just that knee jerk emotional reaction most people have than silence. Yeah. yeah. It's like when someone's disappointed in you, they're not yelling and they're not hugging you. They're just disappointed. You're like, ah, oh, I wish you would just do something else. Yeah. Like, maybe if I went back in the past and watched Shyamalan movies in theaters, maybe that was the same reaction. Maybe, like, yeah. like fucking The Village yeah. or The Happening. The yeah. Happening, I, I would assume. Laughter, but I don't know. But, but yeah. Prayer circle for Shyamalan. Hope this, you know, is just a, a notch on his belt that's, you know, like, oh, well, you didn't stick the landing, but, you know. You, mm. you you finished it I off. I finished Congrats. all my popcorn, so yeah. that's a dub. <laughs> Congrats. <yeah. laughs> okay, next up. Oh, Dragon Ball Super Broly sets the Wednesday sits Wednesday aflame with a seven million plus opening. Yeah. Which is bigger than what they were huge. expecting. They were expecting a five million dollar yeah. opening. For an anime movie, like limited run in theaters, <laughs> especially when we like recently came off of uh, Resurrection of F and the other uh, like Dragon Ball Z movies that have been in theaters for like these short runs, like mm-hmm. this is pretty big. Like, it was supposed to come out. It was supposed to only be out for a day. Yeah, but they've extended it to I think Sunday or something like that. So good because I need time to go see it. I I was gonna see it last night, but I was like, bro, let's go see it tomorrow. It's just <sighs> I don't I, have time I, tomorrow. Man, oh, well, actually, yeah, I was about to say, wait a minute, we got stuff to do tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, what am I, we're gonna be signing up to like blow everybody off and then like go watch anime. <laughs> yeah, like everybody's like, oh, Super Broly. Like I'm like, I don't know, we I can, catch it sometime. We we got it Sunday. We got it. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll see. Hit me up. I mean, I gotta I gotta work Monday, so I don't know. We'll we'll do it this weekend. I don't know when exactly, but we'll we'll do it this weekend. How long could it be? Like two hours? I think it's only an hour. Yeah. twenty. It's an animated movie. Yeah, you know. Yeah. No shade on anime. We movies. all know Goku's just gonna throw a spirit bomb anyway. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I think Sony's probably looking at this and they're like We need mm. to we need to keep doing this. We this was an do, easy seven million. We need to do a live action. This is what this is saying. No. I'm just Not saying. Yet. Wait no, for Captain Marvel. <laughs> no, you know why? Because It'll be ten years. I think it's been ten years since Dragon Ball Evolution. We haven't forgotten. When yet. things are <laughs> when when movies are fucked up, when movies fuck up something that's beloved. They usually wait about ten years. Ten years, I think, was last year. So it's an it's time. We need to wait for Captain Marvel though, so we can see what a Super Saiyan would look we like on screen. It. We already saw it. We need to we see the movie. You saw like ten seconds, and we were like, "That's good enough." So we need to see the whole thing. It's Don't fine. play. No, it's it's, it's not. Fine. It's fine. Super Saiyan should not be hard to do at all. But you know, I mean. <laughs> You say that, but then I look back at Dragon Ball. Well, they didn't really do Super Saiyan. <laughs> I know, but like they couldn't even do Saiyan, right? Bro. You know what? Never. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go down the road. They put like gel just, in his hair and shit. Yeah. But that's my. That was my main argument. I was like, when you stylize the hair, yeah. it just looks wonky. But when you just make the hair crazy, like a regular person who just got out of bed, I think that's what you should kind of base the Saiyan's hair on. 
sort of. I'm not going to go down the Dragon Ball Evolution road because it's a dark place. It I'm is just, a dark place. I'm going to leave we'll, it alone. We'll, we'll delve deep one day when there's like, when they announce When the, when the live it. action does come out in like probably two years. No, when they announce it this year, when they announce they're doing it. They're not announcing I'm it. I'm calling it. They're announcing they're it. They're not. I'm, I'm saying right now. Me, me calling a billion on Aquaman has given me the balls to bet it all on like so many other even things. Even though you've been wrong so many times. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm saying it right now. They're not announcing a live action Dragon Ball Z movie in 2019. It's about damn time. I mean. You think that they I mean, that, bro. Yeah. yeah, bro. <laughs> you think they got, we're yeah. shaking, shaking hands. You, we shook out it. Do you think they're going to just let fucking Netflix make Cowboy Bebop? And fucking let Legendary make their fucking My Hero Academia movie. I'm telling you that I think they're not stupid enough to try to pull off a 2019 Dragon Ball Z live action movie. I'm telling you. They're mov- not willing I'm to telling bet. you. Movie studios are like fucking like insecure Addicts. people. <laughs> they just can't help themselves. Yeah, when they see somebody that's about to pop off, like when they hear word on the street, oh, I heard this guy, he's got like really cool songs or some shit that are like really cool rap songs they're like oh well i got some cool rap songs too that's pretty much the logic <laughs> just the kid trying to fit in all yeah of them. yeah so, nah, they, so they try to beat each other you they're know not, they're not gonna do this because they don't want to be caught lacking they don't want fucking fucking uh my hero academia to come out and then they're like last to the race where it's like oh we, we're gonna make dragon ball z because then people will be like oh y'all are just doing that cause. i think they'd rather be last and be better than be first and be worse Nah, man, look at Marvel and then look at DC. You're first. If you ain't first, you're last. I mean, yeah, that doesn't mean you're better. (laughs) (laughs) Being first doesn't mean you're better. Doing it first means you get an advantage sometimes. Yeah. Unless you squander it. Like DC, they squandered their. So we're betting that Sony will announce a Dragon Ball Z live action movie to be released in 2019 or they're just announcing that they're going to make just, to, just that they're going to make one you know what? i'll stick by it. i still don't think they're even going to announce that a dragon ball z live action is going to be in production i've been like, watching i've been watching sony's movement lately they've been buying like crunchy roll and shit like that real sketchy shit and I'm like, <laughs> yeah i know right yeah but, like i have to keep up with that stuff for business you know i don't I'm even know like, what crunchy roll is until one of my friends yeah. was like oh it's for like anime fans to watch animes new episodes every week i'm like oh okay i see i peep what they're doing yeah i mean you know but they're not gonna do this man i was like you. merchandising alone i'm telling you right now they're not doing okay this. so from your money making standpoint something that makes fucking billions of dollars in merchandising alone and then you add in a movie and then there's merchandise and box office receipts oh yeah this is definitely you don't think that's prof- a profitable endeavor yeah it definitely is profitable they're just not gonna do it yet it's gonna be 2020 oh okay yeah you look you didn't you didn't look me in my eyes when you said it so this is me looking you in your eyes <laughs> you, saying you, it's you, gonna be 2020 okay <laughs> like, i don't know what else to tell <laughs> I you i gotta man. go off of your first first no what I, I i told you it's gonna be two years down the road it's gonna be 2020 man <laughs> all right 2020 all right. they'll announce it for probably 20 like they'll probably announce it early 2020 like q1 mm-hmm. and then it will be Cutting for yeah but, and then it'll be for 2022 when it comes out more than likely all right. because they'll spend some time on it i mean they're watching the landscape right now. Somebody is silently people... doing shit right now. <laughs> yeah. Somebody, I, they might. You know might... what they should be doing is making my Venom movie, boy. Whoa, whoa, bro. Well, <laughs> they, well they are writing it know, right yeah. now, but I think you know. You know, I'm just here for Carters, and that's it. Like, yeah, I ain't with none of that other shit. So. Yeah, I think ninety percent of the audience is yeah. going to be there for that. But I think they might lean more into comedy this time. Yeah, I mean, they, it, it's a route they could go. Personally, I want to see Venom do all this comedic crap and then carnage be like 
I will literally rip your head off. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, that's I just want to see Carnage like smack Venom around and Venom try to like crack. Jo- I want to see him like pretend to be a real edgy version of Spider Man and then like fail miserably. But that was kind of the bummer about seeing this Venom when he was fighting a what is that other symbiote? The main symbiote, pack, right? Right. And he was like, "Oh, he's got shit you've never seen." Yeah. And then yeah. like he pretty much does Carn a Carnage move by yeah. making like fucking weapons out of his arms, and he's like, "Told you." And I was like, wow, that was a wasted opportunity. Like, he should not be surprised when he fights Carnage in this one because there's really nothing new. Yeah, I mean, that, I'm ex- I'm just expecting them to do this again. It worked. Like, yeah, I'm just like, do this again. Like, I'm like, y'all are going to have to pull some shit out of your ass. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping they don't just do exactly this again. But, like, from a business standpoint, they should totally do this again. As a fan, I'm hoping they don't. But, you know. Fair enough. It's about the money. Nice so. to cover your ass. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm, I'm hoping they don't do this again as a fan. But, like, you know, as far as the money goes, $800 million, not bad. That's like, not bad at all. Yeah, like, cha-ching. We might need to do this again. Yeah, that is a cha-ching moment. Yeah, I like, mean, the dollar fuck. signs was in their eyes, man. Ivy Rides, fucking <laughs> old-ass so- eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you hate all this so hard, bro. bro. If I type in Ivy Ride, he's probably smirking in the first photo I see. But whatever. Mm. All <laughs> right, I'm, I'm done. Me. I'm done with my Carnage pitch. Sorry. Yeah, John Wick Chapter Three. Game. The trailer. That's all you had to say was John. Wick did you Did you watch the trailer? Oh yeah, bro. It's gonna be lit. I like the idea of having a bounty on his head. I think that's cool. Oh yeah, know? that was. I mean, yeah, it had to yeah. go. It had to go that route. Like yeah. there was not really a lot of story left to tell. So yeah. like, we need to give him a reason to be in the game and like have something to do like i like this in the trailer it. when he's getting patched up by the key maker from the matrix reloaded yeah yeah yeah. and he's like he's like you got five seconds before you know his one hour head start ends and i'm like oh shit like he's cutting it down to the wire and i know one. right i'm i'm pretty hyped for that i can't wait i think this is gonna be great big I, fan of the movies like this no notes can, can I, please no, I, proceed. I, I, yeah, I have, yeah. I have. Well, I don't have negative notes. I just got. Oh well, yeah, notes. yeah. Okay. One, I mean, the shot of him walking back into the hotel. I'm like, whoa. Right. With that fucking, I don't know what type of gun that was. I, I, yeah, I don't know what, it, but it looked I badass. Forgot, Holly Berry fucking having two gay. dogs, two dogs that are strategically trained for fighting. I'm like, well, they're both going to die because yep. it can't be John Wick's dog that dies. But yep. You know, no, I mean, we're not going down that road again. I so. mean, they went big. Like this feels a lot bigger. He's like on a motorbike fighting yeah. yakuza guys yeah, with they, swords. They basically said like, how could we do Fast and Furious but John Wick? Like, True. just make it as big and outrageous as possible, but then put Keanu Reeves in it. Yeah, and then he's like yeah. in the fucking Sahara Desert and shit. I'm like, wow, this feels like epic. And they didn't say this is the end. Like they didn't say like yeah. like the final chapter. They just said chapter three, yeah. Parabellum. And I'm like, okay, so there could be more. Yeah, which kind of it doesn't bum me out, but I was hoping that it was going to be a trilogy and be like you kind of wanted a conclusion this is, to the this story. Is yeah, because I just want John Wick to like say, hey, fuck you guys, I win, I'm going to live my life and relax, and that's it. You know, because there's that's the only logical happy like a happy ending. I mean, is that Wick. or dying? Like, but nobody that. wants to see John Wick yeah. die only because he didn't do anything to anybody. He's living his life. Yeah, and every time he gets a little bit of happiness, some asshole comes along and just ruins it. 
And Ouch. then he has to ruin their lives. I felt that. No, it's true. <laughs> I felt that one. <laughs> it's totally true because, like, after John Wick 1, like, everybody was like, oh, John Wick 2 is going to suck. Not me because I was like. Yeah, how are you going to sleep on John Wick After two? John Wick 1, I was like, I'm I, I'm down for whatever the story yeah, is. I mean. And it was a logical conclusion. It was just like he's chilling, relaxing, and then this asshole shows up from his past and he's like, hey, you know, you owe me. I'm going to hit you with that thing. Yeah, you owe me. You do this for me. I'll let you go. He does it for him. And he tells him, hey, please don't make me do this. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm asking you, please do not make me do this. And then he fucking makes him do it. Yeah. Fucks him over. And then, you know, John Wick is like, like all right. All right, fine. I guess we're doing this. I guess we're doing it. this. <laughs> yeah. So chapter three is is interesting to me because it's like he has no... He's got one ally, it seems like, which is yeah. Holly Berry, and maybe the hotel guy, sort of, because yeah. he gave him a one-hour head start, so that yeah. was nice of him. But everybody's out to get him. So what does that really look like? You can't really go anywhere without there being assassins that want $14 million. Yep. You know, like, there really shouldn't be any moments to relax in this movie. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be, like, action from beginning to end. Yeah, like, they have to top John Wick Chapter 2, which is, like, I think it's two points away from being, like, 100% awesome in my book. Yeah. Like, a perfect action movie. You know what's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting is to see... You know how most movies only have two responses to the second act? It's either mm-hmm. the action picks up or it slows down. Mm-hmm. I really want to see what they do in the second act for this one, because... The third act, we can pretty much guarantee, is going to be, nice. like, there's going to be one high moment, and then it's down from there. Yeah. First act's all action, all up. Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of cool to see, like, do they just try to, like, story top themselves <laughs> in the second act? You know, like, every, I think every second act of the John Wick movies is, like, still heightened energy, heightened action. Like, right. they story top themselves, or they just, like bring it down to like let's just coast from there you gotta like, sustain it yeah i think they're gonna have to like story top themselves and do like all right how much can we pack into the second mm. act like i want him jumping out of a plane through missiles there's gotta be a nuke in the corner oh, like uh, you know like know that, <laughs> but you gonna, never know like i just assume that they're just gonna throw the craziest stuff into the second act you're gonna be sitting there in the theater like what then is again, going on then again maybe the first act is him just trying to escape yeah, it could and then be. He does it, it could start slow. I mean. Yeah, and then he does escape, and then fucking an offer is given to him on how to get out of this shitty situation, which is highly feasible considering. And the second act is just him pursuing this route. I mean, yeah, because in the second one, what do you call? It? He makes a deal with uh, Lawrence Fishburne's character, yeah. the pigeon guy, Bowery King. That's the Bowery King. That was his name, and he was like, "Oh, if I give you like, I don't know how many rounds he gave him, ten rounds or something." I can't remember. And he was like, yeah, $10 million, 10 rounds. And he was like, it's the best I can do for you. And then he's just like, you owe me. And so I was like, mm, Owen John Wick is kind of like fucking yourself over. because yeah. <laughs> he's going to collect. <laughs> yeah, because if, because if John Wick owes you, you're going to try to fuck him over probably. And he is going to collect. Yeah. So <laughs> it's just like, where, can, where are they... Where are they going to go? And then Common is nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Which makes me think, if this was a trilogy and John Wick had to die, the most logical person to kill him would be Common's character. Yeah. Only because he has the equal right of revenge, just like John Wick did, because John Wick took away the love of his life, you know, in I mean, his purpose. So it's like... These things happen. 
Yeah, but a lot of people <laughs> didn't like Common in John Wick Chapter 2. I don't get that because he was holding his own against. Yeah, I don't see what the Wait. issue would be with that. Because he's light-skinned. People are like, oh, he's soft. I'm like, that's wow. fucked up. I'm like, that's fucked up. He, he did an awesome job. But you don't want to run those hands, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I definitely don't want to fight Common. And then, right. he, sounds, <laughs> and then he sounds awesome. So it was just yeah. like, it was cool. I go hate on Common also. Right? Like, just he, like, he's just a how. cool dude. Yeah, like, relax, guys. Yeah. But I like how he left it open. And two, when he stabs... Uh, Common's character and he's just like you can pull the knife out and try to kill me or you can leave it in and go to the hospital and live another day and he just stays and John Wick walks away looking back and then Common looks at him and he smiles like I'm gonna see you again (laughs) and so for me when they were like yeah Common's not in three I'm like alright so why would they come on guys so he's in three yeah because yeah if he's in three he's coming to snuff john wick right yeah <laughs> i mean chapter four is literally just gonna be called john wick chapter four running oh, them hands but maybe we figured it out we might have figured it out maybe he's not in three right but at the like after credit shit john yeah wick, yeah yeah like and fucking then, comment is like oh it's time yeah it's time because I mean, he's in the hot or he's out of the hospital i guess because he got stabbed near the heart yeah. sort of but not in the heart it's like run me them hands john wick yeah, I mean, mm. I like it. That's four. Like it. Yeah, that's, four, that's four here. He he's at the end of three, but he's still in it. He gets a cameo. Yeah, he's got to. Yeah, I mean, this is making me smile. I'm like, I'm I, I love uh, uh, the director Chad Stalinsky. I know he directed with uh, the other guy uh, in in the, the first one, but they split because you know they creative to, differences. Not creative differences, <laughs> but they you know wanted to do their own thing, yeah, which I yeah. get, you know. Yeah, and the other director, David Leitch, I'm sure I'm saying his last name wrong. He did Deadpool two, yeah. Deadpool two, Deadpool two. Action was ramped up significantly and had that John Wick style a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's true. Yeah, and then this one. You know he's he's doing a I think he's attached to Highlander a Highlander remake, which could be really cool or really bad. I don't know how a Highlander movie would work nowadays. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out like would I want to see a Highlander remake? Because you know you got to have a sword on you at all times if you're going off of the mythology. Yeah, and that was cool in the '90s or in the '80s and '90s because you know it was just it was, we love martial arts back then, right? Yeah. But now it's just like oh if you're an immortal where like everybody. That's also immortal. Is trying to cut off your head to gain like more power. You know, you'd have to have your sword with you at all times. So how could you travel without grabbing attention? You know. Yeah. Like there's a lot of things that are just like, all right, this is it could be kind of weird. Modernize it and like make them guns, maybe. You don't know. Like I just I don't want to no. see that though. No like, guns. It's got to be beheadings. That's the only way you can kill a Highlander. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I mean. <laughs> like there's some magic like where like the swords disappear like oh I, okay that I mean, well, like i get where like you're going. there's gotta be some sort of like mystical element that allows it to like still function right now I hear you. so like either it's that or like or um i don't know you know how like in uh in percy jackson right in the lightning thief mm-hmm. like the pen turns into a sword oh right? i got you I got it could be something like that where there's some sort of object that represents the sword and then it becomes a sword in, in right like, in the time of need the only other thing i think of is a uh, i don't know i've seen uh like some random videos of like m- modern versions of old time weapons mm-hmm. like olden weapons 
in which they're like made to be portable so like the pocket <laughs> staffs you've probably seen online, right i saw that right yeah. so like in theory i guess you could have some sort of like pocket sword type thing but that'd be kind of hard to make yeah i don't know that seems like it'd be really expensive to make you could just have a sword like yeah that's difficult highlander is just difficult yeah. to do which is probably why they're taking so long because i think they announced it in like 2016 and then yeah. ryan reynolds was attached at one point but then he wasn't because you know people were like you're not the fucking highlander ryan yeah. you know like i'm gonna just see it as a comedy Unless that's what they were going for. Like, he's at a coffee shop, and some, like, other immortal is like, I want you. And then he's, like, like pulling I, out his sword in the like, Starbucks. I got an espresso, man. <laughs> like, it's like, all right, finish your espresso. I'm going to get that pumpkin spice, and then it's your head. Yeah. You know, like, I just, I have a really hard time seeing this work. Like, yeah, there's, there's, I just, there's, I, can't, there's, I can't see you going to, like, your nine to five with coffee <laughs> in hand, chopping off heads. Like, there's a lot of comedic stuff there. Like, it's like, yeah, we could only fight on holy ground. It's like what? It's like where? Where's that? Or we can't fight? I think they can or can't. I don't remember. Bro, this is Chicago. Like, where are you trying to go? Like, <laughs> the hot dog dude down the block, you know, on Fourth. You know, like he's he's lit. We can go there. Like that's yeah. the spot. <laughs> but yeah, I gotta take you back to Chicago with me, man. How do you feel about people who say John Wick Two is boring? I mean, they can get these hands. I've heard today, people say like, John Wick Two was boring, or that like, oh, John Wick was fucking stupid for. Putting himself in this predicament. And I was like, it's easy to say as an audience member, but like if you would put yourself in his shoes and you were getting fucked over constantly, and this asshole with this smug face is like smiling at you, knowing he's got the better of you, and you could kill him at any moment, but you don't only because, you know, the rules of the hotel, right? And then you just say, fuck it. I'm just kill him because it was worth it. That's good. <laughs> like how do people? How do people yeah, watch? Just the look on your face too. Like I can tell you've killed some people, and I'm just like, yo, Dan, where are these bodies? At? <laughs> no, no. But in that, actually, but when you watch that movie in that scene, you kind of feel like you've killed somebody because you've already, you already thought like the moment he shot the guy, you're like, you kind of are thinking, yeah, I'm gonna shoot him. And yeah. he does it. And then you're surprised. Like, I was surprised in the theater because I was like, you know, I didn't see that coming because there's rules and he listens to them pretty pretty heavily. Yeah, I mean. So, but, you know. Stick to the code. Yeah, it's like walking into the Sony the Sony light and then Ivy Rod's like, mm, you can't touch me. <laughs> I'm going to make a whole Spider-Man universe without Spider-Man. Yeah, you would, you would freak you out. Can't, you, can't, you can't touch me. You would be sitting there like shaking violently angry and he's still talking like, yeah, so and I think in the next movie I'm going to have Silk and Venom and then like you would just be like, you know what? No, Kevin Three holes in his head like a bowling ball. Yeah, Kevin Feige would be like, "Don't do it, Dan." And then, <laughs> no. then Ivy Arrow would be like, "Yeah, Dan, don't do it." It was just, you know, it's done, man. Yeah, it was a great. It was just a. I'm gonna rewatch those movies. Yeah, I need to watch them all before this one comes yeah. out. Yeah, like. comes out May 17th, which is not far away. I do wish it was a February movie again because yeah, because the first two, first one came out in January. No one knew about it except for people like me. Yeah, or, like, no like, one went to go see John Wick, and I was like, "No, guys, like this I was is gonna be people. lit." Like Keanu Reeves is. is he didn't have great. that. He didn't like, have that clout. Yeah, no one really expected him to. Like we all remember him as Neo. Like oh fuck yeah. Yeah, we're all you know we're all still nostalgic for Neo. So like when we see the long hair with the black suit, you know John Wick tops Neo though. I mean 
Like the character tops me. I I think so. One hundred percent. Like, some but people, I do really like the Matrix. Like, I love the Matrix. I love the idea, and I love Keanu Reeves in it, and you know, most of the characters are good. Eh, like three of the characters are good. Yeah, I was like, because I, I, I think you're starting to think about like the third. <laughs> yeah, like I'm I'm stretching for this one now. It's like, ah, well, how do you not feel most about of the characters? Like a grand total between all the movies, like ten of the characters are good. So this kind of circles back to the Glass M Night Shyamalan thing, the third act thing artistic endings yeah. versus what audiences want to see how do you feel about the third matrix and how that ended was that satisfying to you when you watched it honestly i was kind of let down <laughs> like because like for me right so i'm watching the matrix movies i'm super into it these came out when i was younger right right so, same, really, same. so i'm like okay well this is crazy they built this world you know like like the movie world not obviously the yeah, world. Yeah. like you know like this is like this is really interesting i love this story i can't wait to see how this goes so, like the first one's out mm-hmm. you know the discovering you know neo's abilities and things right. like that then the gap in time between the first and the second one is great because yeah. what it does for you is like set up this this idea that like hey the world is much bigger than neo like there's way more going on there's this council of people there's regular civilians living their daily lives there's, there's werewolves vampires and ghosts okay <laughs> i mean every no one ever talks about that but i'm like they're blatantly telling you that there's vampires werewolves and fucking ghosts in the matrix universe they like it's canon i mean i wasn't going we just go ignored there. that though but i'm like well, i mean yeah like it's not relevant right now but i mean it's but that okay but that was pretty awesome i'm just gonna say i that mean right. yeah right it, was, it was cool but it's not relevant like in any event, so like you're going through, you're enjoying it, you know, Neo's kind of coming to his own in the second movie, you know, blah, 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 like, mm-hmm. awesome, cool. Then you get to the third movie, and like, it it seems like a logical, climactic ending, up until the very end of the third act, where instead of getting the giant robot war that we've been building up for three movies, mm-hmm. we get like a, just like a peaceful cease and desist, you know, like. Well, well to be fair, most of that movie was the robot war that you wanted. No, just, it was. No, no, it totally was. It was. It the, was. The mechs fighting the robots was cool. Right? Robots that, versus robots. That that was Humans cool. Versus robots but what I robots. like, what I wanted to see in like the last like 10, 15 minutes there was like, you know, I don't know, like, like someone has the bright idea that like hey you know how we have these ships with weapons on them right like what if we just use these to fight the robots and like also why are we all crammed in this one conveniently <laughs> like this is a murder box like why are we all sitting in this armed with like the five guns they we had have? nowhere else to go and also why do you only have like five guns you've had a hundred years to get ready for this they war, didn't have five and you guns. had five guns they didn't have five guns and also like while we're on the subject like <laughs> can we just talk about how like no one believes Neo is the one after he's very clearly documented that he's the one. Uh, well, and like no one important. I'm talking like regular civilians worship this guy. Oh, but, but like no one who's like in power believes him. And I'm just but that's because like, those people weren't in the or could not go into the Matrix, so they couldn't see it for themselves. They just were hearing that this guy was awesome. So and y'all just thought that like everybody made this up. They all got in on this together. The plan was. I just mean, to- the whole thing was a parable, you know, on other. Uh, yeah, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, I don't want to deal get with it. all that. Yeah. But like, this is this is kind of different because like, there's some pretty like you couldn't record something that happened you, in the Matrix. I thought you would get along with this uh, the main uh, general guy who was like, oh, I don't fucking believe in faith. <laughs> I don't believe in faith. I believe in fucking action. Like, let's just well, like I would normally, except for the part where Neo like. <laughs> 
basically spends like all three movies just kicking ass. I know, like, but the scene where like, they're very like, believable. But the scene where they're like, we have to retreat, and then we just have to pray to God that Neo can save us. And Neo's like, took a ship, and yeah. he's blinded. Yeah, and every and like so everybody's just like, oh, I guess he's going to save us from being <laughs> murdered. Everyone's and, awkwardly just like hoping he does it, but in reality, they're all thinking like. Yo, this dude is blind and bleeding. Dude. Yeah, like if it we was gonna die. Like if it was me, I don't think I would have had enough moxie to be like, Yeah, Neo's gonna save us. I would've been trying to find a way. Dude, oh yeah. I would have been getting more guns. Like I just yeah. I don't know. I've got I've got a lot of notes for the third Matrix movie. I did like the part where the guy, the old man, old soldier guy had like Yeah that one that clip was one left, of the most and he's like, shooting at the swarm. That was like one of the most like beautiful moments of that movie to me because it's like this guy is looking death in the face, armed with nothing but like these 20 bullets left and he's just like run those hands you know or run those tentacles Tentacles? (laughs) yeah run those tentacles (laughs) yeah and then they just hit him like with one yeah i mean they just cut him to pieces and he survives at the end for a second which is weird oh yeah his face is all cut yeah he should definitely have died like just from laceration wounds alone yeah he's like yeah that's how you know someone's fucked up when they make a yeah it sounds like they're choking on their own blood I don't know what's going. Dan's having a whole. That's the seizure noise right they were now. making. You was like, <laughs> you're just having a whole seizure right now. But yeah, like I just, I, I got a lot of notes for the third Matrix movie, man. I don't know. Okay, but to your point, yeah, I don't really, I don't really like the way that artistic ending went <laughs> because I don't think that's what most audience members wanted. I think they wanted to see a climactic end of the robot war. Like I think they wanted to see their machines like get overpowered and you know like pushed out of Zion, and then, and then see Neo go and say, hey. You know, my people are going to win. So, like, listen, here's the deal. In order to prevent the rest of us from dying, because a bunch of us are going to die, but we're still going to win, how about you just call your boys off, I'll call my boys off, and, like, you let everybody out the Matrix, fam. What's good? But see, what pissed me off was that at the ending, they were like, oh, well, uh, we finally have peace. And then they were like, but for how long? And he's like, as long as it can. And so it was basically just saying, it's oh, like, this shit is going to start again. It's like leaving the door open for the next Matrix movie or like a whole reboot. And I'm just like... Michael B. Jordan. Like, like don't <laughs> do not do not do this again. Like, don't reboot it's the happening. whole series. Just, just, it's happening. Just make new Matrix movies. I know, like, but they are. But it's going to be like a continuation slash... It's, but not a... Like, they're not erasing anything that happened. It's just going to be that it happened a really long time ago. There's been peace between the machines and the right. humans. Right, okay, yeah, you can do that. Just don't retell Neo's story again. Like, oh, don't do that. there's got to be another one. There's going to sure. be, a, there's gonna gonna be another B. one, Jordan. but don't make it Neo. Like, don't, make, don't make Neo's whole character arc the same for the next person. Like, give us something different. Yeah, that like. was that kind of pissed me off in The Matrix Reloaded when they were like, when he met the KFC-looking guy. yeah. Uh, Colonel Sanders looking yeah. dude where he's like oh there have been eight other iterations of the one you and know they that have dude all slaves. and he's like and they are yeah. all made the same choice that you are making right, right. now deductively can we just talk about how he looks like he owns a plantation though like, he totally does look like he's owned. okay so it's not just me right like, also, you were getting serious like slave owner and vibes, also right? he used too many big words he's like <laughs> he's like the matrix is a system hitherto unwealth been to throughout here you literally can't spell eight of the ten words you just said. <laughs> when you watch, anybody who's listening right now, like watch that scene and you'll know what the fuck I'm talking yeah. about. But uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, I hated that they killed Trinity. That pissed me off. But even though I knew that she really had no purpose left to the story when well, yeah, she got she him to the machine world, and honestly, like other than getting Neo in 
like with the crew. Yeah. Like she didn't really serve much of a purpose other than being his love interest. He was his rock. Which kinda kinda bothers me because like you had a pretty cool potential female character there. Like when she was introduced I thought like, she was cool yeah, for love. When even. she was introduced, she was awesome and like watching her story, you know, from the first movie into the second was cool. But then like she didn't serve much of a purpose. She was just cool. She oh, didn't serve any purpose. Here's where like, I get annoyed sometimes when like people are like, Oh, we need strong female characters. I'm like, but can they not like have feelings for people have romantic feelings for people yeah no they totally can. i know but i just i'm annoyed at the idea that like her character got killed off before we really got to explore it and she really got to do much she got to do a lot she saved neo's ass like three times he saved her like once yeah that's, that's <laughs> that is fair yeah. he saved her like one time but, but she, it's almost like uh she almost got written out of the story because she stopped needing to save him after like the first movie like she on- saved him three times in three movies. I mean, yeah, but Two, like, he was about to get blown to smithereens if she hadn't turned off the uh, uh, nuclear reactor thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's. Yeah, she bought him that. time, even though she was getting that those hands from that fucking agent. I know, right? And then I think three. What happened to him? He uh, got, the thing where he got blinded. Yeah, and she like, like shut off the lights to give him a chance to like fucking. Yeah. No, she was definitely helpful. I just kind of feel like we didn't use her character. (laughs) We didn't use her character to like the full potential, man. There was a lot that could have been there. Like that's fair. I mean, I don't know. I guess I just wish we had seen more. But here's what keeps me awake at night. What? And this is God. We are so far off too. Good God. (laughs) That's way into the matrix now. That's kind of the beauty of this podcast. And I think for some of you guys who are listening to this, who are Matrix fans, you probably yeah, you guys love it. it. But I think. I know some of you want to see some more Trinity. Yeah. I think at the end of the first one, when he's like saying that whole speech where he's like, I'm going to show them a world without you, a world without boundaries and stuff like that. You're like, like it didn't click for me until recently that Neo was pretty much just saying, I'm going to show everybody in the world that you, that like, this is a simulation and I can do all this crazy shit. I'm going to like fly around. I'm going to break all the rules of reality and it's going to blow their minds. But then you get to two and three, and nobody is talking about like nobody in yeah. the, the 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 simulated world is saying, "Oh shit, there's a guy that can." Yeah, fly. like that would really that would seems like it'd be like a topic of conversation. You know what I mean? Like, so, so I'm like, so I, I and all think, those street fights with dudes in black suits, like I just feel like that yeah, would come up. Like, yeah. So for me, I was like, I don't think that they had two and three planned out when they wrote the first Matrix. I think they ended the first Matrix as like. This is what's going to happen. And they didn't expect to get a sequel. And when yeah. they got a sequel... They, they had fun with that sequel. They, they did had, have fun with Matrix. The second movie, it. honestly, it's, is probably my favorite. Because they had a lot of fun with that They movie. had a lot of cool... Like, there's best so many scenes. cool storylines in there. So many... Like, the second Matrix movie could be the springboard for, like, Matrix series. Oh, things. no, for sure, like, for sure. It could have been. They opened the they door for everything. To. Yeah. Werewolves, ghosts, yeah. vampires. I'm like... The Merovingian guy, he has all the fucking weird glitches yeah. in the Matrix. I'm like, oh, okay, so this is the whole universe that you guys... The Oracle, could... who isn't really an Oracle, she just sees the, the various <laughs> programming anomalies that can and may and do exist in the Matrix, mm-hmm. is able to analyze and extrapolate from those anomalies that she's observed other possibilities, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Like That's if cool. You, if you didn't know that that's how the Oracle works in the Matrix, that's actually how the Oracle works. She's just doing math. Right. Like, and it's awesome. <laughs> of course you would like that. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah I, I, I went and figured it out. And I was like, oh, she's just doing math. Even though I think she's full of shit sometimes. Because the first one when she was like, 
uh, oh, I'm going to hold your hand and I'll be able to tell if you're the one or not. Oh, dude, she was messing with him. And then he <laughs> she was, was just like, having fun. And then man. she was like, tell me what you think. And he's like, I'm not the one. And she's like, she just Sorry she looked to at say, me kiddo. Like, mm, dang. This kid really ain't about that life, huh? Yeah, I was like, what type of bullshit is that? No, I love that, though. I love that she but did that it, because she was just messing with it. Like, she wasn't reading no, his ball. No, but I'm like, wouldn't it have saved so much time if you just said, yeah, you're the one? And then he started to believe that shit. And then he would have unlocked his potential, like, way earlier. He wouldn't have had to get shot. I'm about to have to, like, hurt some people's feelings. But let's be real, Dan. We know a lot of people with some potential. And <laughs> we tell them they have potential. And then those same people look at themselves in the mirror and think, I don't even know why I get out of bed in the morning. I don't he know. He wasn't going to start believing in himself just because the one, one random person said, I believe in you. Like, no. I don't know. If I was in the Matrix or some shit and somebody was like, yo, you're the one. I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'm the one. And then my fucking ego would kick in and I'd be nah. breaking all the boundaries of the reality. Bro, I would Matrix. be sitting there like, I am not the one. I like, y'all like, really got the wrong one. I would have put on my aviator glasses, looked up, and they would have been, been like, what are you doing? And then, <laughs> boost it off. But, oh, you know. Man. Nah, dude, I'd be freaking out. I'd be like, you want me to jump off a building? <laughs> Bro, if you don't get in them stairs. Like, there's a, there's a whole elevator in this. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I need to rewatch those. But yeah, movie nut with all the Matrix movies, oh, so I can yeah. trash talk the third one. Yeah, well, the, not all of the third one, just some of the third one. Yeah, you probably trash talk it the most when Neo lets himself get erased. Yeah, that dude, me I'm over here like, bro, did you just die? I I did like the I did like the 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 message of like, you know, hitting each other is not going to solve the yeah, problem. I like, like that. Sometimes it, it requires. Was- thought in it was cool to like see the fight scene in like the different dimensions and stuff i mean it was obviously way too grandiose way too over the top dragon ball z yeah like man of steel way overly exaggerated (laughs) right but it was cool to like see them throw some hands you know they got the good hands in and then neo was like you know what this really isn't gonna work like i am going to lose anyway Mm -hmm. even if i beat this one there's like an an infinite army of other ones but also yeah. i'm losing this fight anyway. <laughs> like and he was losing like almost the entire time like, yeah aj smith wanted it more yeah maybe because i mean he has like neo's got distractions emotions and weaknesses agent smith literally has, has one singular purpose and it's to destroy him like he's got like severe anger issues severe he's allowed to have like three or four he's got anger neo's issues. got like 50 he's insecure as fuck got a huge ego he thinks he's fucking better than everybody else Which, you guys can't see dan right now but he's just eyeing me so hard like really trying to call <laughs> me out like he's really trying to call me agent smith right now whatever but yeah i i hope that the fourth one will explore the ideas that we talked about uh because it's pretty close like they already yeah. announced it two years ago that they were working on a script for it yeah. which means they're taking their time they're not trying to rush it yeah but i would like to see the whole civilian shit where it's like people that are in the matrix are seeing this shit happen because we haven't really seen it from like a regular person's perspective that's still yeah. the matrix well, i mean we saw like we got to see we didn't get to see any of that we only saw neo's perspective from the matrix where like he saw the like he didn't understand the matrix or anything and we saw from his perspective his daily life mm-hmm. for like a quick little bit mm-hmm. and then he got brought out and yeah. we never got to see like what would it look like to see like all that shit yeah like what what is that like and then after that you see that and then you get brought out and now you see the like well that's the other side well that's the inverse because with the first matrix it was like i can't tell you what the matrix is you have to see it for yourself and he's like okay so i'm gonna just take this pill and 
I guess we'll see what happens. But yeah. now they have the rule is that they have to tell human beings what is actually going on, and then they can have to, they can make a decision to just stay in the matrix or leave. So it's just yeah. somebody saying, "Yeah, you're in a program where these robots are fucking feeding off of your heat energy. You're not really eating food right now. You're pretty much anemic in a fucking pod." Yeah. But you know, hey, we could uh, you could get out of it, and you could actually use your legs for the first time. That's pretty cool, right? Or you could stay here and enjoy. Keep it. chilling. Yeah, you know, pay taxes or whatever the fuck you humans think you do now. Yeah. You know, we could work. We don't really work in our reality. We, we just fight just, robots. It's pretty yeah, we, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's like we kind of just turn you into like you know cyborg warriors with all the holes in your neck and stuff. Eat oat, you know, oatmeal. Basically, yeah. <laughs> you staying in the matrix? Or you getting out, bro? Ooh, it's a tough call, right? I don't know. Life is pretty cool. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like compared to the like real world, right? Like, but at the same time, once you know, it's it's so hard to like stay. Once you realize you're in the system and like your life means nothing, literally nothing. It's not even real. It's not even yours. Well, that and I think as human beings, most of us have an urge to resist against fucking a system, sort of. Yeah. Somewhat. So I kind of feel like a majority would be like, "Fuck you, machines." Not gonna fucking let you control me. Yeah, I'm gonna stay right here in the Matrix. I have like central heating at my place, and that's really comfy. It looks cold in that dystopian wasteland. Oh yeah, it totally is cold. Yeah, so I'm gonna stay here. But you can go, bro. There's no deodorant, probably. Yeah, I don't even trust you to leave the Matrix because you'd be the type of ass to like come get me out. And like really mess my whole <laughs> life up. I'd be coming out the pod like, Dan, what the hell? I was in the middle of like a party on an island with a Porsche. I would have been like, like, it won't real, bro. It was I, w- I would fight you. <laughs> like, it wasn't real. You would get these hands quick. I would. T- I I am Agent Smith, bro. I would come get you. <laughs> <laughs> now that could be interesting if you could become an agent. That'd be oh, that'd yeah. be tight as fuck. I'd love it, man. I do love I do love his monologue where he's like sitting in the room with Morpheus. I oh, promise yeah. after this we were getting off. Yeah, we got to get off. I'm like looking at it like, oh shit. God, we, really we have so off. much to do. I just love his monologue where he explains to Morpheus like the really obvious truth about humans where he essentially equates us to a disease yeah, because we kind of are. We, we feed on everything around us and completely destroy it. And mm-hmm. then we just move on to the next thing and we just consume and reproduce. Just like any sort of disease would. I mean, I said that when I went to New York for the first time. I was so disgusted. Yeah, well, so don't don't bring that around my town, bro. I was like, they, they I was don't like, play that game, you die. I was there. like, you know what I hate most about this place? It's the smell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's how I feel. I was like, it just gets in everything. That's you actually know? what I hate the most about this place, man. Like I just <laughs> not your apartment. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> like are you talking about Raleigh? Fuck you. Yeah, man. Raleigh's not that smelly. God, it just smells like grease and dog shit. <laughs> That's better than death with Chicago. Yo, 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 yo don't even. Don't, yo, don't be knocking on your door. And I can't help you, bro. Bro, they, whatever. They, I got ties. I'm sorry, Chicago people. Yeah, we don't <laughs> forgive you. Run it. <laughs> Let me move on. Yeah, God, that was like an hour on the yeah. Matrix. Matrix is in-depth shit. We can't bring that up without talking about it. Right. Uh, Kevin Hart is set to star in a Monopoly movie for Lionsgate and Hasbro. Fantastic Four, the 2005 one, Tim Story, is set to direct. I mean, I'm with it. I mean, hey, Monopoly. People are using Kevin Hart for a comedy slam dunk now because he he delivers he delivers numbers. Like, yeah. I mean, even some of his, like, B-list movies that he's been making, these, like, relatively bad comedy movies, people 
We'll love to go see it. them because he's in them, he's, so they make money. I mean, he said something really interesting this weekend. He because uh, his movie The Upside got a uh, an A minus cinema score, and he was like, "Yeah, this is why I don't trust the fucking critics. Don't listen to the critics. You know, <laughs> I make movies for the audience. The audience is what decides. You know." But the movie is good or not. And I was like... He's not wrong. I've been saying this for such a long time. Like, the cinema score, I go to that rather than Rotten Tomatoes. But uh, I I do like that Rotten Tomatoes recognizes that, like, there is a difference between what the critics say and what the audience says. They do differentiate. I know they do. Yeah. But it's like... eh. The cinema score is like... It's first reaction. Like, they come out of the movie theater. They say, did you... What did you think about this movie? Rate this from whatever. And then they put the number together. So, it's more... It's raw. So then, it's yeah, like very raw data. Yeah, they're not looking at it like, ooh, well, uh, you know, as a film, it really, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, they don't take into account the different perspectives that, like, you and I would evaluate. Yeah. Like, I, would, I always evaluate everything based on its, like, business implications <laughs> and then my personal fan status. I struggle, you know? I struggle with that every movie I yeah. see because, you know, like, if, if I wanted to protect my credibility for people to keep like to take me serious on certain movies like say aquaman i would be like oh that shit was whack that shit was lame <laughs> if you were worried about protecting yourself yeah but i'm like no like i'd see what type of movie it was yeah. i enjoyed it and aquaman wasn't whack or lame it's just really it's cheesy, cheesy. yeah it. i'm like and you cool. know what that was totally fine for aquaman I'm like i don't recommend cheese. doing that for other characters oh yeah don't don't, there, don't there are some other dc characters do that, that you shouldn't do that for but aquaman you can get away superman, with superman you could do it you could probably even do it with flash flash is funny guy you could do it with flash flash <laughs> is funny come on Come on, come on. Tell me you wouldn't want to see Flash be a funny guy. That's that's what he oh, does. Oh, for sure, for sure. He, he tells jokes and stuff. He's, you know. But you know what? There's something. I thought about The Flash the other day, and I was like, there's something truly scary about The Flash. You mean the fact that he's like the most powerful character in DC almost? Well, that. I mean, and, he's like one of the top 20 for sure. Well, that, and it's like, what could you do if you could, what would you do if you could run really fast and no one could. Catch you, stop you, or barely even see yeah, you. Yeah, so by the time they bring in like Zoom. You could really do a cool sequence with Zoom, like him, like, you know, with characters that we might love. And he's just like taking his time, just looking at people as they're frozen in time. And he's like, yeah, I could kill you right now. You know, you don't you wouldn't even notice it. And he just leisurely chooses not to. It's like that to me is kind of disturbing because it's like everybody in their quiet moments, like if they couldn't be seen doing things would really be unsettling like right if people if there weren't consequences to keep us from doing our most basic of impulse desires we would definitely do some awful stuff yes so zoom i I think they should probably do like for like a sequel maybe not the first one but the sequel definitely but that's one of the things i love about superheroes in general is that like i mean imagine if you had the ability to bypass a lot of the consequences and you know structure that binds most of us into certain patterns of behavior like if you didn't have those same constructs i mean what kind of person would you be and honestly i think a lot of us would be terrible which is why i like superheroes because it's what would happen if the vast majority of us you know we were all terrible but like this is an example of that one in a thousand or million people that's like not terrible you know they just chose to do the right thing yeah, yeah like how many of us would actually choose to do the right thing like we can say we would but then presented with the opportunity, how many of us actually would do the right thing? With well, that, that kind and of power? the idea that you would selflessly do it without right? getting paid over and over again with 
the constant threat of death looming over you. Yeah, that's why it's hard for like, people to like Superman because it's yeah. just like that's why I thought Batman versus Superman was genius because I was like Batman would totally think there's something wrong with this guy because he's just going yeah. around. Batman doesn't trust him and he doing shouldn't. stuff out of the goodness of his heart. That's not how Gotham City works. To be honest, it's mostly just because Superman keeps getting told he's supposed to do good things. Like, let's be real about this for a minute. Superman <laughs> is not inherently a good guy. Totally, he's is. being told to do good things because he's been put on a pedestal and told how great he is and that he should do great things to set an example for humanity well no i think he was not going to just help no everyone. i think he was raised i think yeah, he was raised, he was raised by his i don't know what you want to call him but adopted father i guess it's his father to be a good guy and then his father told him hey you need to be a shining example for humanity but short of those things why would he inherently just go help people he wouldn't have I don't know. Only he, he was raised to be a, quote, good guy. I don't know, though, because if we're looking at it from Man of Steel's perspective, he did do a good thing, right? He was raised to be a moral, upstanding citizen, but he wasn't raised to save people because the dad, his dad is like, oh, I don't think you should have yeah, yeah. did that. And he's like, like so, yeah. so what do you think I should have done? Let, him, let them die? And he says... Maybe. And everybody yeah. in the theater is like, whoa, they just Dark. got this wrong. <laughs> yeah, they were like, they got this wrong. But for me, I was like, if I was a parent right? and I wanted like, to keep his like, what, secret. Yeah, like if your kid had super strength, you'd be like, listen, you probably shouldn't do that. Like, yeah, he's like, maybe you should just let them die. Yeah. You but be, but yeah. It, but that also shows yeah, that like Superman. Man of, Man of Steel is like a specific. You but know, for it, me, that like, shows that Superman is so, his character is so special. He's almost better than us inherently because he doesn't deal with the thoughts of like, oh well, if I don't if if I don't do this, it's probably better for me. He's just like, yeah. no, I'm gonna in, do in this. In the Man of Steel world, like like looking at just that, then mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. But I'm saying taking that out, right? Like take it out of the Man of Steel world, like I'm just into our books. world, like that is our world. Man of Steel world is our world. Man, Man of Steel, like not the movie. Like <laughs> say this were actually happening, Dan. Totally is happening. Need you to separate. Totally is happening. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, he's having a break from reality, guys. Don't break worry down. about him. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, no. Like, would he inherently be good? Can't say yes. Can't say no. I'm just saying it's on the table that maybe Superman wouldn't be such a great guy if he weren't raised by a pretty objectively this, good dad and this, then told to be great. This sounds like a plug for that movie that's coming out. Yeah, right, that, yeah. <laughs> like go yeah. see this movie this March. Guys. I mean, I'm just saying, guys. You know, maybe go see Brightburn. But uh, but yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done with my rant. I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm just always fascinated by superheroes because these are the people that like. I look to and I say, man, like, that's an example of what I would want to be if I had the power to do something great. Like, I should try to be more like this person because right. here they are doing a good thing with, you know, no thought of what they might get out of it, no regard for their own safety or well being, making infinite sacrifices every day, forever. Like, it's like a bit unrealistic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I get you. Yeah, I mean, it is. But, like, I love that. I love that it's it so challenges unrealistic. our pessimism. Yeah, it makes me, you know, it, it gives me hope that maybe there might be a person out there one day that's actually a good person. <laughs> Not you, Dan, but like somebody better than you. I feel like if I was, I feel like I'm a good person, but I'm definitely one of the archetype heroes that would just be like, that doesn't want to do it. You lost but they yet, choose you're a good to person. Do it. No, like they don't want to do it. Like a Wolverine type. It's just, yeah. like, it's just like, it's like I, I would really rather just kill people, you know? Like, or no, like, I'd just rather not be a part of this. Like, that's why I res- why Hugh Jackman's version of Wolverine yeah. resonated with people. Because when he started, he was just like, I really don't want to be here. I don't, yeah, I don't want to be here. And he sees Gene, he's like, well, I could stay for the night. He sees Gene for the first time, he's like, I mean, I could stay for the night, maybe yeah. the weekend. Like, oh, I'm so glad you brought up X-Men. Did you hear about that 
well, it's not really a rumor. It's pretty much solidified, but Dark Phoenix and the New Mutants are the last X-Men Fox movies. Yeah. But they don't know what they're going to do with the New Mutants movie because uh, that movie was supposed to come out, like, last August. Yeah. Well, it's because, like, part of the issue is that when they went the horror route, it became really, <laughs> really difficult. Like... The X-Men movies have always been action blockbusters, and your final movie is going to take a steep departure in almost every way in which you're now going with the horror genre and a much younger cast. And it's like, I don't know if you can follow up Dark Phoenix with that. Dark Phoenix does kind of look like a horror movie, an action horror to me. Phoenix stuff looks I mean, scary. When she starts to go like Phoenix, full Phoenix, Phoenix I'm like, yeah, then it starts to get scary. Because she looks evil. Like, she looks evil, evil. Every, time they sh- every time they do Phoenix in the X-Men movies, she just looks frightening. Yeah. Like, I think, Personally, I love it. I'm here for it. No, like I, X-Men I mean, 3, they for, it was off-putting when they made her oh eyes God, black. Yeah, it was like, she, was, she, turned into, she looked like Scarlet Witch, but like old. Yeah, yeah like, like her eyes got black, and I was like, "That's this is such a weird thing to do." Because yeah. X Men Two, she looked awesome. Yeah. You know, when she's about to die. Yeah, and she does the and thing, she, and she goes, she gets we on all fire. know the scene. Yeah, because I'm in the theater going like, "Oh my god, they're doing it!" My mom is like, "I don't know what's, yeah. what is happening here." Uh, but then the third, I like the only thing I like about Phoenix in the third one is that she's basically destroying the world, like atom by atom you know which is kind of cool because molecularizing like, people. yeah like it's pretty cool that like you know she's just disintegrating she everything around people her cause, yeah because it's too violent yeah <laughs> whatever but that's, i thought that was cool you know but i don't know I, uh, i'm really uh, that's probably the main concern they have with new mutants that and then putting together a script for new mutants is going to be kind of hard <laughs> because like you have to you have to silo them in a world where all this crazy mutant stuff isn't happening. Like, but I'm but I'm 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 like that's awesome because what do you call it? The X Men is like if you go to the school for gifted Xavier School for the gifted, you probably before you got there had a horror movie story. I mean because but no, based on what we've seen, most if not almost all of them haven't had that. Like think about they, Bobby's backstory. Bobby didn't have a horror movie backstory. His parents. Well, that's not out. most. You look at Rogue. You look yeah, at yeah. You look Rogue at Wolver- you look at Wolverine. You look at Cyclops. Well, Cyclops' backstory is not really that. I mean, bad. if anybody that he looked before, he didn't have those glasses before he met yeah, Professor yeah, X. Yeah. So Once he pretty he, much was well, he had on gla- the streets. He had glasses. No, but in the comic books, he was on the streets with like a blindfold because he couldn't like look at people. So he just had to keep his eyes closed. So he's pretty much homeless. <laughs> and then you know what do you how do you get money well as soon as he got to like high school he got he figured out that he could just wear sunglasses no 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 no, no. <laughs> like but, i just i don't want to be that guy no but no, like, no but i'm saying pretty early that, on he figured out sunglasses will work no, no no but i'm saying he didn't get the sunglasses in the comic books until he went to xavier school for the gifted so by the time he was a teenager like but he was wearing regular sunglasses prior to that you, i mean if you're talking about the movies no, like just like X Men Evolution, like the oh, show, he was wearing just, regular sunglasses. Really no, long. those weren't regular sunglasses. Yeah, they were. Dude, no, they weren't. Those were regular sunglasses in that show. I'm pretty sure those were regular. Dude, I feel sunglasses. like X Men fans are gonna kick your ass right now. He has to. I wear... I mean, I was young. I might have forgot. Hey, yeah, he has to wear like ruby quartz glasses. Oh yeah, that's the, right. the you know energy what? back into yeah, his my eyes. Bad. All right, my bad. Like you're just gonna go to Walmart and pick up glasses. Like, like I was 12 when it came out. How would I understand the complexity? I knew all of that light shit. traveling through prisms and reflecting back into this dude's Whatever. face. Whatever. And then there's. Let me get back to my point. Jean Grey, Nightcrawler, all horror movie stories. Okay, yeah, but then like Kitty's backstory is not that dark. 
that's kind of scary. You phase through everything. When you go to sleep, you might end up like at the center of the earth if you don't wake up in time. <laughs> the look <laughs> on your face. The look on your face. I'm dude. like, that's fucking frightening. Yeah, no, but she she got she got control over that pretty early on. She was pretty young when she got introduced to the X Men, so she got control of that phase later because it was pretty fun. early. Yeah, like, and then there's people like Jubilee who are just assholes who enjoy yeah. it. Gambit's backstory not terribly dark. I mean, just a thief. Yeah, like uh, I don't know. There's a lot of mutants to be honest. But like that's some what I'm of them saying. Are, there's some variety. Of them are, like it's like half and half. Some of them are really dark. Like Magneto's backstory is painful, dude. Like you really feel for that guy. But like if you watch every X Men movie now, you kind of side with Magneto most of the time. Like <laughs> Professor X kind of seems like an ass. I always just feel like they should meet a middle ground. They always need to meet a middle ground, but they never can because both of their egos are just too big. It's just Honestly, like, yeah. I'm right. No, I'm right, Charles. Xavier genuinely thinks that he is just like going to save the world with like peace, love, and understanding. And Magneto's just sitting there like, bruh, they literally, literally shot my mom <laughs> in front of me. It's just the People Ma- are never going to be it's cool. Just the Ma- it's just the Malcolm X you know versus uh, like martin luther king thing yeah thing. which is like great but it's, it's kind of funny it. to me because it's like i love the discourse it's like xavier's over here like preaching about you know like peace and love and understanding but then he's like doing like if you actually read the comics he's doing some terrible stuff well that's like, the thing i'm kind of interested in if they do it again in dark phoenix with the whole mind raping thing oh he definitely did you can already tell us where it went <laughs> like you the know men- that's like what the happened. mental blocks and jeans yeah, brain like he went in her brain and messed her all the way up and when it stopped working she like figured it out but that's confusing and- to me because i'm just like you guys already did this in x-men the last stand and fans were like this was fucking st- yeah, but that, that didn't happen anymore. Because, I know, but because they, we, I know, but because we, of the three timelines. Yeah, we erased it, but they did it again. So it was like, what was the point of even resetting the timeline if you're going to make the same like writing mistakes? I assume that they fixed the actual writing mistakes. It's the ego that, that you think you can do it better. That now, yeah, like I think they fixed those mistakes. So now they're hoping that they can retell this story because if you get Phoenix wrong, you have ruined X Men and you must start again. That's like the, that's like the, it's, it's like dying in a video game. You have to start over once you make this mistake. Yeah, they even said uh, X Force is in trouble. Like that might not be a movie. I mean, I'm kind of bummed about that. Yeah, X Force was gonna be cool. Like Deadpool, Deadpool by himself would have just like they just should leave him alone and let him do his own thing. Deadpool was gonna be fun. Like, I De- mean, Deadpool I know, was a fun time. Yeah, I know Disney was like, oh yeah, we'll leave him alone. Once they didn't leave him alone. <laughs> once upon a Deadpool was like, yeah, kind they, of they a didn't. test. They didn't leave. It was him a alone. test. Yeah, yeah, that was not. Something I don't they even think done. it did that well, but it, it was did. hard to it was hard to, to quantify because it was just Deadpool two and people already saw Deadpool two. Yeah, so it was like so you, it's like what if you had seen Once Upon a Deadpool first? Yeah, like, what, it, you know? yeah, it, and then Deadpool two came out. It's like well, I probably might not have seen Deadpool two if I had seen. Yeah, you know, like those are tricky. It's a tricky yeah. topic, but yeah, I think uh, the last topic I think we have is uh, Ghostbusters. Oh yeah. So like I don't really know if I need to see this given that we just rebooted this like uh well, this is the, couple years back. Well, this is the beautiful part about it. So I mean, I'm not against it yet. Well, this is the beautiful part. So let's circle back to 2000 and the end of 2014, right? Yeah. There's there's this whole rumor going around that they're making Ghostbusters movie that's not going to be a third Ghostbusters movie. It's going to be a complete reboot with an all-female cast yeah ghostbusters fans are like what the fuck 
We kind of just want a Ghostbusters 3. We're not really against women being Ghostbusters. That's fine. Yeah, that's not the issue here. Yeah, it's, it's just, just the new story. Yeah, it's like y'all just pretending like this didn't happen. There's nothing more hurtful to fans than just pretending something didn't happen. Reboot. Of something, like, of something that people liked already. You just reboot a whole franchise. And like just, Yeah, like it's it's okay when it's when the movie was shitty, right? Right, but like people but, actually liked Ghostbusters. Yeah. I mean, and personally, I'm not even a fan, and I think it was good. Like, yeah, so... So they do, they do the 2016 Ghostbusters movie. We see it. People don't give a fuck about it. Yeah, the reviews are mixed. At it best. didn't make that much money. Yeah. I love Kate McKinnon. She, I thought she was the only character in that movie that was like actually felt like her own original character. She was hilarious. Uh, the rest of the cast were kind of wasted. Forgettable. Yeah, and they didn't really have a New Yorker vibe. That that was my main problem with it. Was the New Yorker vibe is important to Ghostbusters because. The shit talking and stuff like yeah. that, and the mixture of those yeah. as a team works, but they just didn't have that chemistry there yeah. for me. But you I know, it's shits. yeah. But you know, I could kind of smell it before it was before it came out. Oh yeah, was, as soon as I saw the first trailer, I was like, I was Nah, like, this isn't Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's and a lot of people, of women, yeah, and a lot of people are like, Oh, it's because you just don't want to see women do. I'm like, no. In what world do you think I don't want to watch women do things? Yeah, like. <laughs> Like I, like, <laughs> like, 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 I think it's a little more sexist that you immediately assume <laughs> I have issues with women than it is that I would actually <laughs> like. Why like, would I like? Why would I be against watching women do anything in yeah, any like, platform? Like I love women. Like women are awesome. I'm just not an ass. Like <laughs> yeah, really, like, like I'm I'm, a, yeah. I'm like, but if it's a shitty thing, like if it's not done right, I will say, hey, it's not done right. Yeah. So I watched it with open open arms. I was like, all right, show me what you have to give. Ghostbusters 2016 didn't yeah. have that much to give, but yeah. now we can fast forward to this. Yeah. And so secretly, the son of the Ghostbuster original Ghostbuster film director Ivan. Raitman, his son Jason uh, Raitman is uh, writing Ghostbusters three, which uh, you know is uh, he he basically said it's going to be a follow up to the original Gang. that was released in nineteen eighty four. Production Gang. is slated to start this summer. Gang and uh, their original cast will be back. They didn't say anything about Bill Murray, but I'm like, come on, Bill, you're gang, already gang, near gang, death, gang, gang, so okay. fucking just do it. You hit all the check boxes. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they show the teaser trailer of the old fucking Ghostbusters car being unveiled, yeah. and saying summer 2020, which is really close. I mean, that's well. I guess it depends on when, but I would assume if it's the beginning of summer 2020, we're talking about five months. That's totally. A, it feels like a June. Yeah. A June June movie or August maybe. I mean, when does spring end? Like we consider the end of spring to be like mid May, right? Early, right. Or maybe late May. So like June is really like the beginning of summer. Mm-hmm. I think. And then June, July, August is what we consider those three months to be summer essentially. So, I mean, if they could do it early June, that's still summer twenty twenty. I'm curious to see if they're gonna mix the new cast. Or, or an old cast with the new cast. Like, hope if not. you have to get new new actors, it's still going to be the same problem as when they right. did the 2016 one because they just might not have that, that chemistry. And who, I don't have anybody that comes to mind that I could say, oh, they would be great as Ghostbusters. Yeah. Because like, one, they can't be pretty boys. Yeah, too. they can't be like, you know. They can't be actors. Like you can't throw Michael actors. B. Jordan here and yeah, be like, he's got this. Like, yeah. This is not a they good They tried thing. that with Chris Hemsworth, and it was like, no. Yeah, they are doing a great job with him in uh, 
uh, Men in Black. Black. Yeah. I have, yeah, I haven't seen the movie yet, so I can't confirm nor deny that that's that's what's happening. I just seen him doing his whole Thor thing. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! His whole "I'm a big idiot" type of thing, oh but you god. know, which I love. It's great, but you know, I've seen it too many times. But uh, come on, man! It's like give him a chance. Yeah, come on, man! <laughs> the trailers are great. He looks like he's doing a good job. Just back off. <laughs> I'll wait until I see the movie. But uh, what was that? And also, I'm just hostile because I just want to see Will Smith back in that universe. But whatever. You're gonna need to. I'm a loyalist. Nah, man, I'm loyal. But yeah, anyway, you're stubborn. There's a difference. They're the same. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. See, that's how I know you're stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Whoever they get, it has to be. They gotta be like the right. They gotta yeah. be the right look, right age. Like they can't be like twenty somethings. I would get like the whole cast of what's that Netflix show everybody's watching, uh, Stranger Things. Just get those kids, but like ten years from now. There was a rumor today that it was gonna focus on kids, but I was like, this is a rumor. There's no way they're gonna do. It'd be kids. a weird angle. Should yeah, like son of Ghostbusters, children of Ghostbusters. Yeah, no. like that'd be a weird angle. I don't really like that plan. I think that they should just be appropriately aged. Like, yeah, because like, what's the logical thing for them to go? from the second one like they're ghostbusters but they're they didn't really make it big you know like they had their thing in the 80s but now they're just like oh this was big back then we don't really got ghosts like that anymore but then like something happens you know like the ghosts come back for some reason (laughs) like they have to you know just otherwise what's the point like there's no movie if they don't so the ghosts come back for some reason yeah and like i guess maybe the guys kind of like they probably don't jump straight into ghost busting. They probably like have to get the crew together. Right. You know, there's gonna be those scenes. And then after that, they probably need to have some sort of montage or something about them getting back into the swing of things. Mm. Oh um, fuck yeah. A few <laughs> you scenes. You always gotta do get yeah, back in the swing of things. A few scenes of them like hazardly capturing a few low tier ghosts before they low get tier. like back into it and then like, okay, we're we're the Ghostbusters again. And then, like, then a few scenes of them being in the swing of things. And then there's an L that they inevitably have to take. I have a... And then they, like, return from that and get the big W at the end. Now, here's a crazy theory. What if Ghostbusters 2016 is still canon to this Ghostbusters movie? There's, like, two teams now, I guess. In a different universe. Because I think they referenced something about the demon in ghost that that ghostbusters movie being the same demon in the old one right but you know he's it's kind of a thing that can is immortal and yeah through different times and stuff like that so what if they're parallel universes i don't know that because they did say ghostbuster corpse that was the name of the the universe that they were doing right at the beginning of that movie so i was like okay so they're trying to do a a Ghostbuster universe. universe. Yeah. So I'm like, I mean, fine, but that that doesn't have, that doesn't need to have much impact on this specific movie. Yeah, like, I was about, yeah, I was that about to say that could be more of an afterthought. Honestly. Yeah, I was about to say it could be a positive note for them because because then it could be like if this movie is good, then they can kind of you know get back to this them, universe. Bring, yeah, bring them in and kind of like. If it's not, you could just make another one in a couple of years and call it a third universe. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it's good point. It's like the multiverse cop out theory, you know. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like you just yeah, this you is, just keep making new movies. And yeah, new universe. Yeah, to me, this is like perfect for like movie studios when they decide to just like when they take an L and they're just like they don't want anybody to remember the L they took, so they're like, hey, 
we're doing this. Hey, look, doing shiny you... new thing. Yeah, know, like... yeah, and it's just like, but then there's always like some nerd in the background, like, oh, I remember what you did. You did that Ghostbusters 2016. And then it's just like, why you? Why don't you just at me next time? And then, like, yeah, and then it's just like, uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> me in there with documentation, like, yeah, actually, the budget you guys had for this was exactly a uh, thirteen point four five six million dollars and six cents. They're Remember? Like, they're like mm, different uh, regime, different. Two thousand sixteen. Uh, I believe you started filming in. Uh, you had uh, originally written this word into the script, but you like, I, like I'm over there just like reading them for pure filth, and they're mm. like calling security, like they gotta do the sniper on the roof ready to take me out. Yeah, I wonder what these the, the cast members are doing. Probably like, chilling, like re, like the ones that of the 2016 yeah. one, like like if they're reading this news and going like, what the fuck? Nah, they're probably chilling. They're like, they probably yeah. expected it. They're like, nah, we, <laughs> the movie was bad. We know. <laughs> they probably expected it. I mean, Paul Feig, the director of that movie, he, you know, still to this day, to this day, he's like, uh, he's like, oh yeah, if it wasn't for fucking, you know, people that hate women not supporting this movie, we probably would have got a second movie by now. And I'm like, like, nah, dude, sexism <laughs> didn't kill your movie. It was just bad. Like, <laughs> like, stop using sexism as an excuse for every terrible thing. That's yeah, I was like, I was like, bro, you got a 76 on Rotten Tomatoes. That's enough to like consider yourself successful because like Amazing yeah. Spider-Man when that came out, 76 or 78 and or something like that. People love that movie. I haven't even heard anyone have something bad to say about that movie. No, I've heard a lot. Oh, he's too much of a pretty boy, but uh, you know. It's animated. Relax. <laughs> oh no no no! I mean, Amazing Spider-Man. Oh oh, an Amazing Spider. Oh sorry sorry. Yeah, Spider Verse got like a ninety-eight or something like that. Which I was like, which I was like, I mean, I assume it could have dropped by now. So I was like, all right, fine. Yeah, and I was like, there's no way I will admit that this is. I mean, <laughs> nice. but, it, but it is. It but it is. It didn't even rank up there to me as a Spider-Man fan that high. But I was like, well, that's because. But I liked it. You're just but a I Peter Parker it. fan. No, no, but I liked it. I was like, I thought this was a great movie, but it is a little bit like overhyped. I like, mean, yeah. Like I'm not there was in a the too much. Yeah, and I know I'm not in the anime animated crowd, but I can respect it. But sometimes I think you know we get too gassed up, and then yeah, like, I mean, this movie, this movie, you know. It was good. It was That's good, it. but like there was chill. too much hype. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like just, just chill out a little bit, you know. Yeah, just relax, relax, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't got all the spider people in here yet. Relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think uh, that's all for this week, unless there's something I missed that you want to talk about. I don't really have anything. Uh, the anthem beta coming out next week, <sighs> bruh. I'm getting bruh. that. That's actually like the Yo, first game that I, I'm like. You need to like. I'm really- already getting the pre-order right. Like when Destiny came out. I bought a PlayStation 4 just to play Destiny. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't have one before that. I didn't have a game station before that. I was, like, <laughs> PC only. I got a game cast. Like, Destiny came out, and I was, or it was about to come out, and I was like, I need to pre-order this and buy a PlayStation right now. And so I did, played it for years. Obviously, it fell off for various reasons that I don't really want to get on my soapbox <laughs> about right now. Yeah, because I feel like there's it's, a lot there. It's a lot. It's We're going to discuss. But um, Anthem basically says, you know what, uh... Bungie made some mistakes, mm-hmm. um, and they made pretty much take an L every time they stop coming out with content. So here's what we're going to do. None of that. Let's take everything they did right, do that, and then give people that. Mm. And that's what Anthem is. And I'm just like, yeah, no, that's great. Could, you just, could you just do it that? It sounds and looks cool. It's like a, what would happen if you took Destiny and Monster Hunter World 
and put them together. And I was like, well, those are like my two favorite games in any recent memory. And I'm like, this is perfect. It feels pretty brave to like an open world type thing. They're doing an open world multi-perspective shooter where you can spend time in third and first person perspective. But also you have the ability to fly, the ability to swim. Uh, You can explore and things like that. They're doing, instead of doing the holy trinity of uh, characters where they usually do like a tank, a damage based, and then like some sort of range DPS versatile character, Mm -hmm. they've got four starting uh, classes that you can choose from. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're giving you a lot of options for customization as far as like your weapons, loadout, things like that. I mean, they did a lot. Like they put a lot into this. Uh, I didn't get to play the alpha because I didn't pre-order in time and get signed Mm -hmm. up for it. But I did get to see like uh, early gameplay footage of that because I had friends who were already playing the alpha, so they sent oh, nice. it to me. And uh, I got to obviously see it at uh, like E3 and stuff like that. Like when when Anthem was like a first announced, I was already on top of it. Like from concept art forward, I've been watching this. Mm-hmm. So for this open beta on the 25th, I'm really excited to play. I'm already gonna get my pre-order like tonight actually. Do so, you need a pre-order to play the yeah, beta? Yeah, you need a pre-order before you can play oh, the beta. Oh, that's bullshit! But, How do I know if I'm gonna like but, it? Or not? <laughs> but you could just do the GameStop pre-order or something like that for like five dollars, and then you can play the beta. And then if you didn't like the beta, which, I mean, it will be less glitchy than the alpha for anyone who played the alpha. But okay. if you don't like the beta, you've only invested five dollars. And as an added perk, if you're five dollars at GameStop, to be clear, mm-hmm. and as an added perk. Uh, last time I spoke to one of the managers at GameStop, they said you can transfer your pre-order to a different game, so you don't even have to put the five dollars down on Anthem, and it's a loss. So, you could put it on something else. So Anthem, when does that officially come out? Uh, February twenty-second is the current release date. As of like, I think I checked like last week. Man, it's um, it's gonna be tight these next four yeah, months. There's a lot of stuff. It's like there's games, a lot of movies and games coming out. Like this is the most I've ever yeah. had to think like, oh, I'm getting this game this this right. like this month next month. Like Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah, I mean, if you're not buying 25th, Kingdom Hearts three, don't even talk to like, me. Like, like next week, I think it's next weekend, right? The twenty so. something. I think so. So I mean, yeah. So I think I think it comes out on the twenty fifth. So like I can't even play it because I have to play the anthem beta to like to like do a review on that. Like people are gonna expect me to have something to say about that. Like That's true. I mean, I I've got demos and pre orders for like, you know, fifteen different games I still have to get through. But uh I do highly, highly recommend it, man. Like I'm, you've got to play it. Looks like, cool. I saw yeah. it and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna give this. A We've shot. already got I've already got a team set up. Like the game has <laughs> we haven't even started beta testing and I've already got a team set up ready to play. Uh, we're gonna be on there all weekend that weekend mm-hmm. uh and then uh if you do get the pre-order you do get to download the game early um if whether you like uh like wherever you go pre-order it from mm-hmm. except gamestop you have to go to the store to get the game before you can Boo. yeah i'm sure they'll do a midnight release for it Boo. but uh you know uh. <laughs> if, you want, if you want to take that route do that That's, you know like just go get the game and then download it Mm-hmm. Uh, the hard disk usually downloads faster anyway, so you'll be on there earlier. But since we get to download early, on, if you get Way it online, time, it's man. like, fuck, fuck you know, it'll take longer, but we get to start earlier. So, like, I would go to work and let it download, you know Heck what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, there's options, but um, everyone's pretty much got the same deal going where it's going to be, you know, $60, you know, to pre-order, you know, like, get your copy reserved. Except, uh, except Best Buy, pro tip, Best Buy is giving a $10, like, a reward card 
if you pre-order with them. Yeah, the Anthem pay you to do this shit because like oh, you're what? too you're too fucking on oh, point God. with like everything <laughs> with Anthem. I'm like, holy shit, this oh, guy's good. My bad, bro. I'm sorry. That was not like I'm not plugging for uh, for Bioware or anything. <laughs> I just. I mean, like, bullshit. The game, they I'm did like, not just pay me for that. But I'm like, damn, he's he's fucking good. You should have you should have seen when like, The Witcher Three came out. I had people like I made people before I got it get on the phone with me and then screen share with me to discuss the game it's, while they were screen sharing. It's funny seeing like, how happy you are or how obsessed you are about The Witcher. Like I really can't wait for the Netflix show just so no. I can bust your balls about it. Like, but what if it's good? That like, show I better don't know. be amazing. Like, I don't know how if your mind will be able to handle if it's good. Dude, I would love it. I would love to see The but Witcher But if they made good. some changes, but if they it would was have like to. logical changes. If the changes made sense for a live action, live action adaptation <laughs> of The Witcher... I would be fine with it. But there are some changes I'm not willing to accept. Like, Geralt needs to look like Geralt. That's not, like, that's not even, like, <laughs> that's a reasonable request. Like, like if you went into theaters and saw Spider-Man and he didn't look like Spider-Man, you would be upset. <laughs> like, I would. I if would. If you went in there but and this to me, dude had, but, like, a green costume with feathers but, on it looking like a bird, you'd be like, that's not but that's, Spider-Man. But, that's, but it's different only because... <laughs> no, it's not. It's 100% different because the one the character that you're talking about on uh, The Witcher or whatever, Gerald, if that's his Geralt name. Gerald. <laughs> Good God. Gerald. I'm triggered. <laughs> I'm triggered. <laughs> Gerald. You're one of those people that says GIF instead of GIF, aren't you? I am, but that's only because the creator would prefer us to say it that way. And I respect the creator. Yeah, well, but anyways, no, anyway, fight me. <laughs> but anyways, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, like it's like saying, well, he doesn't have a mask. That's first off. Second off, you know, it's like super saying, oh, Superman needs an S-curl. He kind of doesn't. He still looks like Superman. Yeah, no, that's that's a reasonable change. <laughs> Taking out the S-curl seems like a reasonable change. So why why can't they just take away, like, the scar on his face and save it for, like, the end of the season? Yeah, they can do that. That's an okay change. What's not okay is to be like, yeah, we're going to take away the two swords. He's going to have blonde hair. How do you like, know he doesn't have two swords? I don't. I'm just saying these would be unacceptable oh. changes. But I'm saying that you're upset with his look already. Like, I'm right? Not, I'm not upset. I'm just kind of curious because he doesn't look <laughs> he doesn't look like what I would expect from the video game, like, but that doesn't mean it's not okay. It's just different. You're like, he just looks like the lazy Henry Cavill with long hair. <laughs> I didn't say all that, no. Jeez. You're like, he just looks like Henry Cavill. He didn't shave his head. He Ouch. didn't groom his hair. That's an L for Henry Cavill. But, uh, nah, I, hey, I don't hate this yet. I'm just waiting. Wait, what's up? What happened? I just forgot. We just forgot about like the biggest news. Wait, what? And I can't end the podcast without talking about it. Wait, which thing? Something in my mind was like, you better not fucking forget this. Mission Impossible. Oh, bro. Yes. <laughs> Yo, I can't believe we were about to forget about that. Right? Oh my that's God. like the biggest news. But Tom Cruise did drop it like nonchalantly. That fucking. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because that's Tom Cruise. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, these are going to be like the two biggest Mission Impossible movies ever made. They're going to come out. One year apart from each other, like he didn't yeah. even say that. He was just like, "Hey, 2020." He said, "2021 and 2022." That's it. And and then with the Mission Impossible logo, I'm like, "You fucker!" And then the news dropped on like yeah. all the major stations where yeah. it was like, "Like, oh, he got Christopher McQuarrie back to direct." Yes, uh, you know, uh, Mission Impossible seven and eight. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I'm like, this is Tom Cruise's swan song. Like, I think he knows that he's like his body is 
He's not, literally almost died so many times that he can't risk it anymore. That and his body is starting to betray him. Like he's up there. He's like in his fifties. Yeah, it's not saying fifty is old, but that's when you start. It might be time stuff. to stop jumping out of planes <laughs> and then hanging on them without a wire or something. Like it might be time to stop trying to kill yourself on set. I think he's gonna hurt himself pretty badly these next two. But seven, not a single hitch. Eight, definitely almost gonna die. <laughs> like I promise you, seven is gonna go off without a hitch. But in eight. He's almost going to die because he has to do them back to back, right? So he's mm-hmm. going to be tired, like fatigued almost. But I'm like, like how are you going to top? Like, I, like, as much as I think Tom Cruise is crazy, I'm looking at the director slash writer, Christopher McCoy. I'm yeah. like, you're crazy for coming back because there was one- a helicopter dogfight with a machine gun in a frozen tundra landscape. I don't even the words coming out of my mouth sound ridiculous. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm like Fallout was amazing. Like that yeah. was and you directed like two, uh, two two no he directed Rogue Nation as well and then this one and then and then Fallout. So I'm like you did two movies and one up yourself with Fallout. So I'm like what are the odds that you're gonna one up yourself a third time and a fourth time? Like I mean you got to go to Wakanda. That's it. You need to go on a hiatus and and fucking like find yourself and write. But I'm but apparently Tom Cruise and him are like kindred spirits because they just get along great. Tom Cruise never gets his way with directors most of the time. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, because he's kind of a filmmaker, and I kind of expect yeah. him once he's done with the acting shit, he's going to probably be a filmmaker. Yeah, and they'll probably be great. Yeah, and yeah. so you know, uh, yeah, I'm. Every time they announce a new movie, that just I means get hyped. Yeah. this just means hey, I'm gonna be able to live this much longer, you know. Until they until they don't announce a movie that's gonna come out in the next three years, like I'm basically immortal. Oh, my but God. when they are like, you know what? There's no movies coming out in the next two years. I'll be like, you know what? There's no real reason. That's probably when I'm an old man and my heart will give out because you don't oh, give me something to look my forward God. to. <laughs> When I'm an old man, I need things to look forward to. Guys, Even though like, now you, I'm you old. You can't see this, but he's so serious I'm right dead, now. I'm like, dead serious. He believes to this. this day. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To this day. <laughs> to I'm immortal to this day. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just came up with a movie concept. To I'm, this day. I'm so dumb with you. To this day. All my hype about Anthem just got like destroyed. To this day. <laughs> you just ruined it for me. Like now I'm just like, <laughs> I hate Dad so much. But what if my positive thinking towards going to see movies that aren't out He's yet about to try to is keeping me alive in longer periods of time? Yo, somebody come get their mans. Keep your eye on my friends because I'm pretty sure I'm going to out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo, I can't, I can't comment. Um, my lawyer has advised me against that. She's really nice and she's cool and stuff, but she'll definitely run those hands. So <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'm like, not really trying to cross her. I'll be she, like grabbing my chest, being yeah. like, "Is this a heart attack?" No, nah, it's not a heart attack. You just had to burp. Avengers Six is coming out. I don't, I don't have <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> Yo, bringing back Robert Downey Jr. I don't have time for you this. You really said you was about to outlive our friends. Yo, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna. Outlive. I'm about to have to talk to my lawyer after this. I'm actually, outliving like, all of my friends. You maybe not because you're a stubborn piece of shit. So maybe. Oh, I'm definitely dying before you. One hundred percent, dude. I'm not even gonna make it to forty. This is my midlife crisis. <laughs> so you, so you telling me you be in the casket and I just be looking over you, hunched, hunched over, and be like hunched uh, over. I'd be, like, like like, I'd be like, I hope you're 35. I'd be like, I hope you're happy. <laughs> I hope you're like, happy. I'm dying just... in like 10 years, dude. Like, you're you're going to be like, thanks for the brokerage advice. <laughs> <Not all right. laughs> 
<laughs> I, I got you with the stock. Yeah. <laughs> if you're reading this, like, I just want you to just want you to know, man. I made a cool six million, so this. appreciate you. Yeah. Nah, dude, I'm gonna be dead in like ten years. You ain't even gotta worry. You're definitely gonna outlive me. Yeah. Like, they're gonna outlive me. Yeah. So the moral of the story, kiddos, is always have something to look forward to. Cause moral of the story is that what's apparently, the point? I mean, Dan just got quoted saying, "I'm immortal," to this day. To this day. That's what this episode is going to be called. To this day. <laughs> Yo, I'm done. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Peace out, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>